Welcome back to the Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Will. And today we're continuing in the book of James. And uh, this time a little bit of a shift. Last uh, last month we were discussing um, anger. Anger in James. Actually, I think these two probably go together more than we think. I, th- I think so. <laughs> they really kind of tie in. Um <laughs> Yeah, we're just going to kind of jump into it here and get in, uh, but we're going to be talking about control today and how you just need to give it up. Um, mm. And I guess not saying not saying all control, right? I mean, self-control is very um, oh, yeah. biblical and having self-control is something I think <clears throat> all Christians really need to focus on developing. I know I need to focus on developing that. And um, the mirrors usually indicate that for me. Um, But control as far as um, just an overall direction for your life. Um, I think what better way to sacrifice yourself for God and the gospel but to give up of yourself and your own dreams. Right. Um, and I think too many times we, or I guess too many times I've seen that, um, where people determine that they want that, you know, Oh, I'm just, uh, God's in control. And Mm. you see where I'm going with this, (laughs) where, you know, God's in control and therefore, uh, there's no striving towards really anything. Uh, and that's not at all what we're here to talk about either. Um, if you have a sense of direction, um, whether it's from God or if you've just, uh, you've been searching for direction and you haven't gotten any divine um, intervention there uh, and you're, you're moving in a direction of your choice, I think you do need to have a solid, steady plan, follow that plan, um, and work hard towards those goals. Um, I think the overall issue is just being able to rely on the fact that God is the one who is in control, and you are not going to be the person getting the credit for anything because he's got the plan regardless if he hasn't really told you about it. And so, therefore, um, you set goals, you set plans, your own desires, not necessarily bad. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think anywhere um, having desires in this world is, <clears throat> is indicated as wrong. Uh, no, not at all. And... and, and and I think there, there's a few points that would come up uh, regarding, um, you know, loving the things of this world and whatnot. But also, like, Christ Christ died for us, um, but yet allowed us to experience this world, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so God's created this beautiful thing. He called it good, and uh, I think it's great for us to be able to enjoy it. Um, however, we need to enjoy it with the idea that 
there's a bigger picture that we most likely won't see. And I think if you look through history, most of the people who have done great things or had great influences on people um, didn't even realize it. I mean, it never realized it in their lifetime. Like those, those things didn't really come to anyone's attention until after their death even. Right. So um, anyway, <laughs> uh, kind of veering off course there of my own. Uh, you know, uh, just quickly, I, I think <clears throat> this idea of control, I think there's two um, complete opposite but equally dangerous camps that you could be in. Um, one being that... Uh, God, you know, my, my view of God is that he is completely um, all sovereign over everything all the time. And so it doesn't matter what I do because God's in control. So if, if he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Um, and it, although that is partially true, um, excluding any kind of free will that he allows us to have, um, it can you know, we talked about this in a previous podcast talking about work. Um, you know, it, it, it can create um, laziness in us. It can create uh, just a, a lack of self-control and, and it just chaos in our lives. If we don't make plans, if we don't, sure. you know, budget, if we don't, uh, you know, uh, take care of our house and change filters and, and whatever not. Um the other camp that, that yeah. reminds me, I really need to get softener salt. <laughs> we got to make that app. <laughs> yes. To remind yep, us. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, oh, great. Don't, now don't, everybody don't knows. remind me. Don't remind me. Something <laughs> else I got to work on. Uh, the, the other camp is that uh, God allows us free will and to, to decide to do, you know, we can make our own decisions and, uh, and we exclude God almost completely where you know, I start doing this and I make plans for my lives and I'm going to make my kids do this and go to this school and become this thing. And, you know, both sides, I think, are equally dangerous, um, not only to our uh, spiritual lives, but certainly to our, our mental lives, the relationships we have around us. And so James kind of in a couple chapters here um, kind of shows us how we can have both, you know, have our plans, know what we want to do and our, even our own desires. Um, but if God wants us to do something else, guess what? We should kind of let go of our own plans and grab onto his. And, uh, did you, did you plan on reading? Yeah, sure. Um, those whole chapters. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd honestly, and we don't normally do this, but um, James chapter four and chapter five, uh, I'd like to get into, um, as we, as we move through, uh, this episode, but, uh, I, I think we're just going to read them, um, through and I, I, I think they put all, all of the info, everything we would have <laughs> talked everything about, everything that we would have <laughs> talked about is like there and, yeah. um, I think it'll just uh, it just works best. I just just to read them. So we're gonna read through those. But um, I did want to bring bring up James chapter one. Did we talk chapter one? Hello. 
Uh, well, we did, West. but we didn't talk. We talked about anger. We didn't talk about gotcha, gotcha. That. So uh, James chapter one verses two to four uh, says, "Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing." So I'm not going to be the guy that sits there and tells you um when god shuts a door he opens a window that's not <laughs> no no he opens a bigger door <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's not uh um that's not where i'm going with this because i'm not going to say that you know you losing out on an opportunity here ends up being better for you in the future and da, 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 sure. da. I, there might be a plan and i i that's why I, the book of Job is probably one of my favorite books. Um, there, there might be a time when your life is just going to be torn apart for no other reason than the glory of God. And um, do you think Job benefited from his life being just demolished? Uh, no. But do you think the story of Job being written down for millions of people to read has benefited those people oh yeah for sure so um in the plans of eternity i think there's definitely um there's definitely something to that but it's not necessarily that your life here on this earth is going to be better so i don't want to get into that but i do want to know why we let trials turn us to fear um i i I think I, we touched on this yeah, a little bit. Sure. I, I would just quickly say that uh, when we would define maybe a trial in our lives, it's probably something outside of our control mm-hmm. or something that's in opposition of what I wanted. And so I call it a trial. I call it suffering. Um, whether, whether it's something uh, health-wise that happens to me of course, that's not in my plan, right? Um, or you, you name it, any kind of trial um, is just that. It's something that I didn't want. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but God uses them, doesn't he? You know, we're, we're called to, uh, to be steadfast or it produces steadfastness um, because it tests our faith and, and it goes on and... Um, it's in those trials that we are perfected and made complete in some, in some way, because truly, uh, well, Charles Spurgeon has a quote. Um, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me into the rock of ages. Of course, the wave is any kind of trial or temptation. He's learned to love those trials because it's in those trials that he runs to Jesus and it's that running to Jesus that draws us closer to him. And that is truly what's making us perfect and complete. And then that's a, where our joy comes from. It's a, it's, a, it's a sanctification process. Absolutely. And that's where I want to get at. It's not, it's not necessarily that um, the steadfastness that you're producing um, is going to bring a perfection of your life here on this earth, but rather it's going to bring a perfection yeah. of faith. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
and that faith can be something that encourages and helps others um, pull through times that maybe would pull them uh, away from God or instead of into the rock, maybe drown them, you know? <laughs> uh, and, and that's the thing. So, so to answer your question, why do we let trials turn us to fear? It's because we, we don't, we don't know, or maybe, maybe in those times we don't have the, the faith or trust that God really is going to protect me, make me better, do, you know, um, lead me out of the suffering, sure. lead me through it, be with sure. me in it. You know, there, there's, there's kind of a lack of faith maybe, and that's where fear starts to creep in. Well, and because we don't, we honestly don't know what, yeah, what God's will is as far as we could, I could die in a car accident on my way to my, my double date tonight. You I'm know? glad you <laughs> like, have life insurance. <laughs> and so. It, Am I the beneficiary? Uh, we'll talk about that moving later. Moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so jumping forward to James chapter four, and we're going to read. I'm going to read. Let's just those, read but it. I, yeah. I, I, no, I want to save the reading until later. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a couple verses here and focus on those, but then we'll read through, uh, okay, just chapters four and five, kind of maybe as a closing. What do you think? That might work. I mean, I had a really good closing. Did you really send? Uh, you know, I'm always a good. I'm a good closer. And I'm scrolling down and I don't see it. Oh, I didn't add it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, James chapter four. But you're right. God's word is a much better closer. <laughs> James chapter four, verses thirteen through seventeen says, "Come now, you who say." Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. You know, but to stop right there, that's exactly what we do, right? This is this is Absolutely. this is planning. This is I don't think it's wrong to make this plan. Absolutely not. Um, and we, uh, we, we, we need did, to plan. We did something like that, right? We, right after COVID. It was like, hey, <laughs> let's uh, invest some money into yeah, this absolutely. stock. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. You know, we'll make a profit and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> Fortunately. Uh, but as we read on, it says, um, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. Mm -hmm. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills. We will live and do this or that. And again, it's not removing, like you pointed out, it's not removing that plan. Mm -hmm. um, it's just... It's including God into It's including into God it. into that plan. If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whatever knows, uh, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. And I think a lot of this comes up in to control, right? Um, if we're in control of uh, a, a company, let's say, we're in control of a company and the goal, our goal for that company is to uh, turn a profit, right? For Every our investors, year. that's it, right? Um, but what happens when you come to a point where God is saying, here is a need here and you can... Um, whatever that need may be. Let, I don't know. I'm just going to throw something out here. Like yeah. uh, there's a need for employment, right? Uh, and you can help by employing certain people and you're changing their world uh, for the better because you're offering them uh, much needed, much needed, solid, steady employment. But 
let's say that 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 design necessarily or doesn't necessarily produce the best results, right? Well, as far as profit for the company, well, maybe maybe God's got a different plan for that company, you know, your, sure. your, whatever you're in charge of, whatever it might be. Um, and so are you willing to sacrifice your goals for the more eternal goals um, that God may be directing you? And I think so many times yeah. when we have these goals, we just so laser focus on these things that we ignore everything else. And we can't even hear God telling us, <laughs> things that he wants us to do. Yeah, well, because, we shut him out. Yeah. You know, just uh, re- looking at this James 4, 13 through 17, the first part of that is, uh, is it's, there's no God, right? It's, it's uh, what, what I'm going to do, what I want. Um, it's what I'm saying. And, and then it, you read that uh, we're, we are a mist. Like, like hmm. <laughs> our life is so short. Uh, it's, it's, in eternity, it's it's just a blink of an eye, right? Is what we say, and and then it talks about if the Lord will. So now we're bringing God into it, and so I just look at this and I just think, um, in everything that I do, um, and plan, I need to ask myself the question first. No, first, does this have an eternal impact in some way? whatever the decision, whatever the plan. And number two, what eternal impact does it have? Because it could be bad. Mm-hmm. It, it could bring me down. It could tear me down. It, um, it could send me on the wrong path of destruction, you know. Or is it something that's going to bring me closer to God or someone else closer to God? Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was typing <laughs> in... Uh, <laughs> um, there's a Christian comedian that uh, is Michael Jr. is his name. And uh, that's what I was typing in, trying to figure out what his name was. Um, but he, he even talks about, uh, like, even when it comes to giving, huh. to just um, sometimes we, when we see somebody in need, our automatic heart is to think, well, God would want us to give to them, right? And he's saying, I'm challenging you to be in tune with God to know whether you should or shouldn't, because just because you see someone in need doesn't necessarily mean, I mean it, cause it also feels good to give. Right. I mean, sure. you know, you, so there is a selfishness to that. Right. Um, and he, one of the examples he uses, you know, let's say you're walking, you got two bottles of water and you see somebody thirsty in need. Don't just give them the bottle of water because they're in need and you have extra. Maybe, you know, talk with God because maybe God knows that there's somebody behind you with one bottle of water and he wants to work on him. Is he going to give up his one bottle of water for that person? And and it really struck a chord in me. Like how many times do you think, oh, I'm doing something good, so I must be doing what God wants me to do, right? And, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, but, but seriously. I just like, had a conversation with somebody who uh, was kind of looking at the church in, in disappointment Um and maybe and how they've responded to a few things over the last few years, of course, and uh, and they made a comment that uh, man, these non Christians seem to be more loving, doing better, good things. So so just because yeah, like you said, just because I'm doing something good, doesn't mean <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. It's God's will, I guess. Right. I right. don't know. <laughs> it, it, I just found that interesting. And when I look at, yeah. um, you know, when I look at. Uh, but he is a comedian, so you have to take well, that with a grain of salt. That, that is true. That is true. But like, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's so easy to to think that we're on God's side just because what we're doing might be uh, good for God's people, right? And uh, so anyway, moving on here. <laughs> so I'm, I think I'm getting a little bit off track here, but uh, our, our life is not our own and we've been bought with a price. Certainly. And uh, I personally, I don't, I don't want to give up control. I don't like giving up control because I like to know that my plans are being sought out. And in this, in the world that we live in, it's very easily to find easy to find that because every self-help self motivation, you know, book or little video or anything like that is like, you make a plan, you put your foot down and you run and you don't look back and you focus on that goal and blah, 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 blah. And so like, we look at that as that is the manly thing to do and the the strong thing to do is to set a goal and to fight everything that comes in your way to accomplish that goal. But honestly, I don't see that being God um, only because you can bulldoze a lot of people running after your own selfish goals that are, that are just going to be nothing in the future. Right. Uh, if I die tomorrow, anything I was working on today is pretty much nothing except this podcast. I was just going to say that actually, because this will be uploaded <laughs> as long by as then. We upload it. <laughs> but you, you know, so <clears throat> it's funny that you're you're bringing this up because, um, <laughs> ironically, for this year, um, I cho- I chose a word for this year, um, to try to focus on, maybe because I'm a procrastinator or uh, I don't follow through, I drop the ball, but uh, I, <laughs> to go along with your self-help books, um, I chose the word resolve, uh, which means like firm determination to do something. You know, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's exactly what you're saying. <laughs> you're, you're going against right now. Um, and so this is, this is good for me because right now we're only 14 days into the year and I'm thinking, okay, everything I put my my mind to, I'm going to see it in completion and I'm going to do it with excellence. And, and you're, I don't think you're saying not to do those things, Correct. not to do it with excellence Correct. and not to follow through when you say you're going to do something, but there's a, but God, exactly. <laughs> but God has every right to change our direction exactly. because we are not our own. We, we don't belong to ourselves. Yeah. We've been bought with a price. And, you know, e- e- yeah. you know caveating off of that, uh, after, off of the uh, James 4, mm-hmm. um, we see in Proverbs, it continues that. Uh, it continues to, to discuss that theme, saying, do not boast about tomorrow, for you don't know what, uh, what a day may bring. Um, <laughs> and I was just thinking about a phone call we had from DHS about a uh, possible foster care yeah. child. Uh, it could happen just like that, and your plans can change. Certainly not. Yeah, what you planned. Right. Exactly. Um, in Luke, we say uh, we we read the words of Jesus. Um, 
And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. And this is, this is Jesus telling a uh, story, by the way. <clears throat> but God, again, here's that yeah. but God that you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, but God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you and the things that you have prepared, whose will they be? So this is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. And, and I think if we look at Scripture as a whole, we find that this is not saying do not have a retirement plan, <laughs> right? Because sure. it also says in Proverbs, a good man will leave an inheritance for his children's children. Go, right? go, go so, listen to that podcast. Yeah, we have that. We have that inheritance <laughs> podcast. Um, however, when... When our sole plan, good, bad, or indifferent, is our only mission, we throw mm-hmm. away any opportunity to serve God in the ways that he sees fit. And overall, his ways are not our ways. And whether or not we think what we're doing is good or not, he might have something different that he wants us to do. Certainly, Psalms uh, 102, for my, <clears throat> for my days... Excuse me, for my days pass away like smoke and my bones burn like a furnace. I am nothing. Again, it's it, you are nothing. <laughs> and I, I, I know that like that goes so far against what our society says, like, oh, you know, it's all about, you know, oh, you're a beautiful person and, you know, whatever. I, well, we're in a me, 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 I, I, I. Yeah, yeah. And you society. are beautifully and wonderfully made, yeah. but you also are nothing as far as your physical body, your physical being will return to dust. Mm-hmm. Scripture, you to dust to dust, you will return, <laughs> right? So um, in Job chapter seven, jumping back to the, to the Job story, remember that my life is a breath my eye will never again see good. We're, we're, we're just a vapor. We're just a mist. Um, and we learn from Paul in his writings in Acts, um, Acts 18, 21. But on taking leave of them, he said, I will return to you if God wills. This is the example we need to, we need to follow. Uh, I will return to you if God wills. And he set sail for Ephesus, and th- there is where our work needs to be uh, guided by Christ, guided by the Holy Spirit. We can have we can have goals. His goal, his goal will, uh, was to uh, was to return to them, but only if God wills, because right he realizes it's not ultimately his plan and he doesn't know what God has for him in first Corinthians. Um, you know, just to stop yeah, you yeah. real quick, no, you're good. there's a, uh, maybe we turn it into a, a joke because one, we don't take it seriously enough. And two, we don't hear it enough from people, but uh, <clears throat> you might ask me, Hey, you want to go do this? Let me pray about it. <laughs> right. Right. It, that is that saying in that context, has become a joke. But truly, we should be praying about it and seeking God's will in everything we do. Yeah. 
like that it needs to become every part of us is this god's will is this god's will is this god's will but not to fall into that of that camp i was talking about to begin with um because god you're not going to get a clear answer every time you ask right and I, and I and love so the free will does come in and, and wisdom comes in. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think I mentioned uh, probably months ago and uh, several podcasts ago, a buddy of mine <clears throat> uh, met up after years of not seeing each other and ran into him. And he said, uh, you know, what what's going on or whatever. And I just mentioned, you know, just waiting on uh, waiting on direction from God. He's like, huh. Well, you're uh, kind of running out of time. I just pick one and run with it, you know, <laughs> and, and that's so true, too, because sometimes it's like it's not necessarily the direction that we're going, but are we willing to to turn onto another road? You know, are we willing to take uh, take the next crossroads and follow God, even though we set a plan ahead of ourselves? Um, <clears throat> in in Corinthians, it was talking about uh, what types of things defile a church. It says, "Your boasting is not good. Do you not know what a uh, what a little." Excuse me. I'm going to start over again. <laughs> Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? And uh, it's discussing, you know, when we when we run after our own goals and set our own goals and set those laser-focused dreams of our own in this world and we run after them and we ignore every little sign from God that somebody else is in need and we're ignoring those needs because we have our own lust of this world. Yeah. We, we boast about, we, we did that. Even, even if we achieve it to success, we did that. But if we learn to hold our goals with open hands it allows God to get all of the glory because if I have a goal and I hold on to it with a clenched fist and I say, I'm going to achieve this and I ignore everything that God is telling me to do. Yeah. I achieve that. I boast about that and all boasting is evil. It's sinful. Yeah. If, if Unless I hold that boasting of the Lord, if I hold that with an open hand and God allows me to see it to completion because he doesn't bring in other distractions along the way. <clears throat> now it's, it is truly God. He, he, he gave that gift to you. It is because of God that you succeeded in your goal because he didn't set forth these drastic changes in your world. Um, and he, he's removed other distractions um, versus us blocking them out because those distractions might be, hey, just found out your, your kid has leukemia, you know? Are you going to be able to, are you going to be able to achieve those goals that you had set sure. at, at, you know, New Year's this year? Uh, probably not. That might, <laughs> that might change some plans. And if you are dead set on hitting those goals, you're definitely going to ignore the fact that your child has leukemia and you're yeah. going to miss out on a lot of ways that you can be there for your spouse and your family and your children. Um, you are, know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking that uh, if I'm going to be able to open or hold my 
whatever I'm controlling with uh, open hands or loose hands and allow God to speak to me and give him the right to change my direction. Um, first and foremost, trust has to be established. Trust and faith between me and God sure. is what I'm saying. Sure. And uh, because if I don't trust God, uh, I'm not ever going to give control to him. Um, you'll never give control in any, even in a earthly circumstances. Sure to somebody you don't trust. And so so how do we how do we begin to trust God except to know God um, and to know his attributes and what he's done in the past and what he's doing now and what he's promised to do in the future than in his word. To to read his words and what how he defines himself and what he's done and what he's doing and who we are um to spend time in his word is going to build that trust and allow me to give him control. And we'll just, <clears throat> we'll just spend time in his word right now and just uh, read through James four and five. Uh, James four is starting with a warning against uh, worldliness. You're going to read all of it. Uh, I'll read four. Okay. If you want to read five. Okay. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? It is not this that your passions are at war within you. You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions, you adulterous people. Do you not know what friendship with the world, or that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace, therefore it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched, be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Do not speak evil against each other, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will do Uh, We will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. 
So what? So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Come now, you rich, weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded and their corrosion will be the evidence against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasure in the last days. Behold, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, are crying out against you. And the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on the earth in luxury and in self-indulgence. You have fattened your hearts in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous person. He does not resist you. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the earthly and the late rains, or the early and late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. But above all, my brothers, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call on the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three days and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But more importantly, if you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for The Gathering Breakfast, held the second Saturday of each month at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.